Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I'm going to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. My guests share personal stories and wisdom, and in 2023, we're focusing on mental health from a Christian perspective. Let's get started. I personally believe, you know, God is good, right? If it's not good, it's not you know, something that he said, oh, I'm going to give you this terrible thing. But uh, there's a song that says, if it's not good, he's not done yet. <laughs> right. And he's, he just goes through and orchestrates to continuously give us more power and more support and more ability. That is so cool. So in this, uh, this is like a year, what, a year, year and a half? Of, let's see, you said all the way to 2020. Good, great. This is a couple of years of ongoing stuff. Did I, you I really, have? Oh, go ahead. I'll say I really leaned into Job. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you have to, um, you know, like miss a bunch of work or get some flexibility with your job? Or how did you manage to keep a really good career while you're going through all this stuff? Great question, Christy, because and I do want to correct something. It was Pradeep Mohan yeah. is my doctor. I don't know how ah. it was, but um, but no, the, the staff had, was really instrumental. Um, there's a process to apply for short-term disability. I was looking at applying at 1.3 different cases, FMLA for my mom, FMLA for my dad, FMLA for myself. Um, when I had And that's surgery, not always paid, right? You know, yeah, FMLA. Good to have. It helps you keep your job, but it's not always paid. It's not paid. I'm really grateful with the amount of benefits. And again, thankfully for the duration, Allstate already provides an outstanding paid time off opportunity. Good. I forget the number of days, um, but given I had been there a few years, they even honored the years that I had served in other insurance companies. So I was really grateful <sighs> that I had the bank that I did, unknowingly needing to use it for that purpose. Mm -hmm. um, but I was able to leverage my paid time off. I was able to leverage short-term disability. Um, there was a little bit of faith in that as well because um, most insurance companies and most other employers, they use a third party to be able, a TPA, third party yeah. administrator to oversee. So that way there's not any, what do you call it? Um, pri not um, privileged, but priority or there's no discrimination is what it's supposed right. to happen. My experience has been less than satisfactory and it's nothing that I'm not blaming my, my carrier, yeah. my employer for that. Um, whether it's Medicaid, whether it's a TPA, you're trying the few bad apples really do spoil it for the bunch. And so the people mm -hmm. that really need the benefits have to advocate so much harder. And the challenges yeah. that I faced was I had to herd cats to get the paperwork in on time. My doctors were amazing. So mine was taken care of. It got handled. I got uh, two weeks off paid short-term disability that had to have a five-day waiting period thankfully my pto was available um but yeah so well, they only pay like a couple you know part of the salary because their goal is to make you want to get back to work yeah yeah that was a little challenging and so my doctor you know had a recommendation of how long i should be off short-term disability he says yeah you can return a lot sooner than that so it was interesting um <laughs> yeah sure they just had right. <laughs> was my friend uh, during that time but no, there's there's a psychological, there's a spiritual, there's a physical, there's the emotional yeah. areas of our life. 
and to have so many things happen all at once, um, you know, the, the, a lot of the things and, and anecdotes and ideas that I have are not necessarily from me, um, but it, it, between business school and being in business and some of the classes I even got to facilitate. I remember one year of St. Patrick's Day, I was literally facilitating a class talking about leadership principles. And, and one of the goals was to talk about focusing on what you can handle and what you can control and mm. letting everything else disseminate. And I, as I'm sharing that, that conversation and that teaching, I shared a personal anecdote of I am literally, and, and forgive me guys, because I have my cell phone here while I'm teaching. I am literally waiting on a phone call for the Bayer County Sheriff's to come pick up my mother because she's having a mental break. Mm-hmm. But I'm able to yeah. be here with you guys because I know that that process is in order and there's only so much I can control. So yeah. by putting that, that oxygen mask on me first, like they talk about on airplanes, by right. prayer, meditation, it doesn't make it easy by any means. It was still stressful and scary and you, you're not sure exactly what's going to happen. But um, I've always heard, you know, God just gave me more than you can handle. I don't believe that. I believe God gives you just a little bit more so you have that faith you have to stretch yeah (laughs) you remember we're doing this together god i'm not doing this by myself yeah i love that was beautiful when you talked about um asking god for help and then you walk out and it's snowing and you knew it was going to be okay it was that all understanding right i i love the way he shows us things in a language we understand. There have been so many times where um, somebody would, you know, speak up in church if, you know, had they had an impression that they needed to share or where something would, you know, I'd see a sign or um, hear a song and it was, it was exactly where I was and it related to something that was already in my mind or already in my heart. And God was like, Hey, yes, it's you I'm talking to. And um, so that's just, that's beautiful that he does that, that he, he does give us a little more than we can bear, but nothing more than he can bear because he wants us to let him help. Right. And then when he does, he shows us if we're willing to pay attention that he does help. And I like that you, you talked about um, that. I, I want to revisit that principle because that's a key principle that uh, knowing what you can do, you know, what's in your realm and what is not in your realm, what what is up to other people. Um, we can advocate, but we there's a difference between advocating and trying to control everything, right? We can ask questions and do research but there's a point at which we we need to be careful not to drive ourselves completely crazy, um, obsessing over things that, that we can't fix um, or that we can't, you know, that are that are out of our realm. And ultimately, those doctors are the ones that had to do the surgery. You're not the one who had to do the surgery, right? You had to get some rest, eat right, um, find some space. And, financial approval because of course they want right. to down payment deposit. Yeah, we each do our part and and we have to make sure we have a good understanding of here's my my circus, right? Not my monkey, not my circus. Here's my circus. <laughs> and so I'm gonna deal with this part. 
Yeah, it's so true. Cause, but that's where, um, you know, you talked about talking to the doctors and part of National Alliance Men on Mental Illness. We did a 12 week program. It was a free program. It's called Family to Family. And it really taught us, um, you know, learning, looking at mental health in a different way, you know, cause of course mm -hmm. as the husband of a person dealing with mental health issues as a daughter dealing, you know, helping my parents navigate this process. It, it wasn't the life that my mom expected to have, right? My yeah. mom had her dreams and hopes as a, as a young girl. My dad marrying, you know, took him three times to convince her <laughs> to get married. Um, but in this whole process, it, it wasn't the life that he expected either. And knowing right. that both of my parents did the best that they could with what the tools that they had, um, they always showed me love, they, you know, giving me the support that they could, teaching me the lessons that they, they can and, you know, missing the mark and, but me too, you know, so I'm not, no judgment in that area. Um, the biggest thing about talking to doctors, especially in San Antonio, there was a very prominent family where someone took advantage of the mental health code and had somebody institutionalized against their will and took advantage of them financially. And so we have a very stringent HIPAA regulation um, to, to protect their information. Uh-oh. Oh, there she is. <laughs> the So the biggest struggle that, that I had as a daughter and an advocate is, you're right, you can't always get information. There was times I couldn't see my mother until she gave a code out. Yeah. And she had to be in the right mental state to say, you know, hey, I need to give a code to somebody. So the... The biggest thing I can tell everybody that I've learned in my lifetime, if, if I had to sum it into one thing, is the devil's in the details, but don't sweat the small stuff. I like to combine both of them. Mm -hmm. And so in that National Alliance on Mental Illness class, we learned that maybe the doctors can't tell you, but you can tell them everything. So at, yeah. at some point, thankfully, I, records are huge. So whether you use your electronic devices, paper, whatever works, I found that paper didn't work because sometimes I'd forget it at home when I needed it. Thank goodness for iPhones and Androids because that's been my lifesaver. But being able to keep phone numbers and records and faxes, I was literally faxing my dad's doctors saying, here's what's going on. If you have insight, please help. You know, and if you can't talk to me, talk to the providers. Here's where my dad's at. You know, same thing nice. with my mom. And so I, I really had to learn humility to your point, mm -hmm. I learned what's what's within my scope and what's not. I prayed to God, am I supposed to quit my job and become my parents' full-time caregiver? And God thankfully said, no, that's not within your skill set. That's going to be everybody's downfall. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need our jobs to keep us sane sometimes. Yeah. And, and There's I, one I, thing that I can do and it's get a paycheck. Yeah, that, This is my skill set. That is, you know, again, shout <laughs> out to the CNAs and, and RNAs that are not paid nearly enough to what they do. Um, but I didn't, I was a breadwinner of my, my house and my salam and, and I couldn't just quit. Like that's not right. an option because I have to, you know, you take care of your family and your, your family. Right. So I knew that wasn't the option. So I was at the mercy of anybody and everybody that I could talk to. So I'm telling providers, I'm telling doctors at one point I, I even filed a claim with adult protective services because mm -hmm. I didn't want someone accusing me of neglect. And I'm really right. like, my hands are tied. I'm calling and talking to everybody. Tell me what I'm missing. Tell me what I need yeah. to do. I had two different caregivers at one or um, case managers tell me at one point, wow, you've done a lot. I don't know what else you could do. I mean, thank you, but that's not helpful. 
know, it was helpful in the no, encouragement space. Comforting, yeah. It was comforting. It was comforting. And, and they had a lot of empathy and they were really fantastic in trying to figure out what in the world we could do. And what it, the bottom line that it came down to, I had to express, and you had mentioned advocating for your loved one. You know your, right. your baseline of your loved one more than anybody else. My, yeah. they, they say when you go to jail, you become a better criminal. Well, my mom being in mental health spaces became a better mental health patient. She can hold it together for 25 to 30 minutes. She can answer those baseline questions for cognitive. But if you sit for more than 30 minutes, things become apparent. The, mm -hmm. the simple fact, well, things I take for granted, I can pull out something from the freezer, let it sit out, turn on the stove, let the oven come to temperature, take the item out of the box, <laughs> put it in the oven, let it cook for the amount of time by setting a timer and bring it out. My mom would take something from the freezer, put it in the box in the oven for like maybe two minutes and then wonder why it's not hot. That's mm -hmm. not normal. And in and of it by itself is one thing. They just maybe haven't learned the lesson, but there was so much more. Right. And so by being able to convey, and at one point I had to tell my dad, I said, daddy, I love you both. You're both my parents and I want to take care of both of you, but I only have so much capacity. And the enemy really does try to attack you by questioning your thoughts and can I do more and what else could I have done and, you know, all these things. And at the end of the day, you can only do so much. And this is where your faith comes in, right? God, I don't know what else I can do. Please, if I'm missing something, give me discernment. Let me hear you loud and clear. The devil get thee behind me. You know, I bind in the name of Jesus and just be a prayer and asking for questions. And by reaching out to the government, by reaching out and continuing to call on health and, and talking to these providers, there was finally someone who recognized cognitive disorder as a problem from my mom. Not Alzheimer's, not to mention the ones that we hear all the time, but it was cognitive disorder. And yeah. that, that was what made all the difference. I love, and I just want to, I want to highlight this, that you actually had the conversation about your capacity. Uh, because, okay, let's, let's just go back to what we said previously. God does give us, you know, more than we can handle, but not more than he can handle, right? So that he can partner with us and we will accept his help and lean into him. And he gives us the power. He equips those he calls, right? But we are not, we are not called upon to be unhealthy superheroes, right? Um, there is there is a need for discernment. Lord, what is my part? I'm going to do my part and remember that it's just a part. God has people everywhere. God is present everywhere. It's in him we live and move and have our being, right? So he is capable of doing what we don't, um, he wants us to take part in his work. But but I love that you actually had the conversation and I want to make sure everybody feels permission to do this. That conversation that says, I love you. I want you to be okay. I want to be there for you. I'm going to do that within my capacity. Uh, and, and I can't, you know, do it all the time. I, I had a friend once who I had to tell her, I can't solve an emergency from 2000 miles away. Um, and so I'm going to have to, you know, have space because we, 
sometimes, and this just comes from, you know, that fear and, and a feeling of helplessness, right? People, people know that we're going to bat for them. They appreciate that. Um, and they're scared of, of not having us. Um, they're scared of what situation they're in and they feel helpless, especially when you're in a position where other people have to do things you've been doing for yourself since you learned potty training, right? Um, when other people are invading your body with, you know, needles and um, checkups and, and all kinds of things at all hours with no privacy, that really strips a person of a feeling of empowerment. And um, it, then when they're, you know, because of physical issues or medication, they're not always aware of everything that's going on. That's even scarier, right? And so sometimes they can really cling desperately in a way that just breaks our hearts. And we want so badly to make it better because this is, this is someone who is stronger than that, right? And we know it because we've loved them for a long time. Um, but we, we can't be everything for them because we have our own limits and being able to say, I'm going to be here. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can, but I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I can. God's going to do the rest and you got to lean on him and trust him to fill in where I can't. And so I'm, I'm going to step away. I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to go to my job. I'm going to do the things that I have to do to keep my life rolling and I will be back and I will be paying attention. You know, that's a, that's a very healthy conversation to have. Thank you for doing that. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I had to jump in on that too, because I, I realized my, my dad kind of talks about being the lone wolf. And I realized that you don't want to block the blessings that God has for you. No. And so there are people willing to serve and help in their capacity. Yes. And there's a lot of times and places where I felt alone and I had to make those decisions and I had to be by myself. And there's those times that I really do have the love of others to lean on. Um, yes. Those times that I felt alone, those times that I felt scared, that I didn't know what to do, that I could, you know, I could cry on their shoulder and maybe they couldn't fix anything, but at least I could be heard. And right. there's a lot involved that I've learned about codependency, about other mental health issues, you know, anxiety is a huge thing. I uh, recently saw another video that anxiety and gratitude cannot exist in the same space. So by accessing like gratitude and, and finding what you can be thankful for. Yes. Um, and just to touch on the dark side of, of caregiving, it, it's not always rosy, you know, in case anybody's not familiar. I remember distinctly my mom yelling at me, telling me how a horrible child I was for lying to her and making her go to the doctor. And it's, you know, I had to shelter myself, even though we're in the oh, same yeah. room and I'm, I was there. The doctors couldn't admit her until she consented to blood work and she wasn't consenting to blood work. So we had to stay until we figured it out. Um, and in, in that time frame, again, my mom was not in the right mental space. And that wasn't my mom talking to me. It was her voice. It, it looked like her, but that was the mental aspect of it. Right. And so, you know, in that regard, I, I've had tough conversations with my parents. It's almost like the roles reversed, right? Yeah. I was a parent. My, my parents were the kids. And 
you really do have to find that support. There's support yes. groups out there. There's caregiver support groups I'm part of on Facebook. Um, there are support groups for the health issues that I've had. Um, I've become a member of Adult Children of Alcoholics. There's Al-Anon. There's um, Overeaters Association. There's Workaholics. There's You're not alone in whatever is right. bringing you down and that you're struggling with. And so to be able to know that it's okay to reach out, the biggest lie the devil will tell you, it's all your fault, you're by yourself, and there's no one that's going to help you. And that's not true. Uh, we all have our burdens. We all have our, that's why we're all sinners, you know, in right? whatever, whatever way that is. And I have my opinion, but I'm not God. Thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> he, he, Wouldn't want judges. that I'm job. Sorry. I'll do my job. You do yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and I'm not perfect. I, I'm definitely secular in a lot of things. And that being said, grace is a huge, huge thing to, to have yes. to learn to accept. It's not carte blanche. You don't get to just do whatever you want. You know, right? but when you realize that maybe something isn't the most healthy for you, like I was stress eating. I, that's how I got to the weight. I was actually 323 at my heaviest. And by the grace Girl, of God, through you amazing. Day, you know, I've lost 60 pounds. I've been able to keep it off. I'm still working. I still have a long time. So ways to go. But by the grace and, and the blessing of my partner who gets, you know, we're, we're more active, we, we do martial arts. And it's those things that caregivers forget. You have to make space for yourself. And, yeah. and not to tell or shit on anybody because I believe, you know, we all have discernment. We have to pray. God tells you, you know, which direction to go. But it is okay. Self-care is perfectly fine. You know, and it sustains us for the work. I mean, it really does. It's no good. You're no good to anybody if you wear out and become depleted and become, you know, in a hospital yourself because you've been letting yourself go while taking care of somebody else and you're no good to yourself or them. Uh, we are responsible for ourselves. But sorry, I just totally interrupted you. But yes, you got me no, excited no, we're, there. We're bouncing off it. each other. It's, it's a right, right. <laughs> But that was the main thing I just wanted to, to make, I'm just looking at making sure I've, you know, God told me yeah. to make sure that these things got said. And so, um, you know, breathing, accepting help, accepting oh. help. It's hard. Well, but it's so, if you think about it, we are all being sanctified and trained up and growing. God is giving each of us opportunities for that development. And you Allowing other people to support you, I think it actually builds your character, but it also helps them in their growth and development spiritually. And, you know, we learn from one another that way. We learn understanding in a way that, that we can't learn on our own, that we can't learn from a book. Um, we learn how to give with good boundaries. We, we learn so much when we're able to support one another, be side by side with one another. And we have hope because we're surrounded by bad news all the time, right? There's always someone wanting to feed us some reason to be depressed and feel like the world has all gone to pot. And, and when we help one another, our endorphins kick in, our spirit rises up and says, no, there is still good in the world and I am part of it. And I have the power to make change. And we need that. So if there is anything that I could encourage people to do is help and let yourself be helped. Even if you could do it on your own, 
don't. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you know, you got to take care of your own business. But but in cases like this, give other people the opportunity. Actually state if someone cares and they want to know how they can help, you can't think of anything. Say something, right? You know, I could use a hug right now. Or, you know, do you want to go walking? Um, you know, something to give them that opportunity. Come up with something. Ask God to help you come up with something so that you can lean into community. Sorry, big soapbox, but oh, that got me excited. Go ahead. It's, no, and it's, it's a level of passion. I'm just trying to find the name. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like there's all these resources and information, but then like mm -hmm. the actual wording just kind of goes out of my brain. So thank goodness for technology. Oh. Um, but there's a book that I read that's, I think it's called, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. I'll, I'll put it in the, the comments. Yes. Um, but it's really about grief. And yeah. and it and I had to learn a lot. I lost my my dog Link. Uh, was, he's our puppy. Like it was our, our dog that came about the same time that we started dating, and it was my first dog. So I had you know all of a sudden an instant family with the, a great man, two beautiful children, the dachshund and the stepdog, picket fence, corner house, all all the works, right? Uh -huh. Um, on top of everything, but it was it was exciting change, right? It was exciting. Yes. Change. And, and then um, four years later, so this is 2022, yeah, or beginning of 2022, um, he had fallen off the couch and, and broke his back and, uh, and then progression. So it was, it was a lot that happened last year, uh, believe it or yeah. not, I believe it was only last year. Um, wow. But it was, it was really heartbreaking. You know, the animals are in our lives for a short period of our life, but we're usually there for all of theirs. Right. And, and he was like the best dog. And so it really, it broke me it, it, with yeah. everything else going on. And so I was already like using employee assistance programs and therapy, working through everything with my parents and myself. And, and all of that was like, okay, that's just stuff I'm dealing with. That's whatever. But this innocent little life, like my, you know, we, we there's different conversations about parents and pet parents and I'm not trying to get onto that soapbox, but it just that, that was my, that was, he was there for me through my surgeries. He was my, my support animal. He was the sweetest little dog that would chew up everything. That was the only other complaint. Um, but to lose him was detrimental. So unexpectedly, in such unexpected. a seemingly harmless situation that really lets you know that you don't have as much power as you think you do sometimes. Yeah, and oh. even my my other half, he he feels like I blame him. It's like I really don't. Like it was an accident, it, and, and there was a progression, and we did everything we could. But at some point, you know, we had to give our final love oh, and give our. And it was a beautiful it was a beautiful process for having to to say we love you and and let him go to the rainbow bridge. But I share that, and just in the aspect of counseling is so important. I didn't even know grief doulas existed. I didn't know that was. A, I've heard of birthing doulas. I didn't know about grief doulas. Right. And, um she's been a godsend and the therapy sessions that I have to work again, going back to benefits and support. Um, yeah, and I tell all this whole story, not because, Hey, look at all the things that I did, but these are all the things that God has brought me through. Yeah. Knowing Jesus as my savior and things are going to happen regardless whether you believe or you don't. And there's a funny it's the world we live in. Yeah, it's, it is. And there's a funny anecdote. I kind of mix up some stories, but basically the short end of, you know, somebody who's telling their belief system, it's like, well, I'm not the one going to help. So I think it's off of a Seinfeld episode and, and somebody else. But okay. <laughs> um, in that aspect, it, I may, again, I joke, I joke, not always funny. But 
just knowing that that Jesus is there. He went through everything he went through, knowing that we can bring our stuff to the cross, yes. that he has defeated death. None of us are getting out of this life alive. So I apologize if I've spoiled alert for anybody, but we still want to make the best of what we have with what we can. We and I'm, I just hit level 42 or 43 years old on the seventh. Um, there's so much more. There's so much more to, to do and to see and to have the opportunity to share my testimony. I cannot thank you enough, Christy, because I, eventually I plan on writing a book and doing all these things. But at this point, this is just sharing my story and conveying resources. None of the information I'm giving you is, is something that I make money off of or that I get paid back, but I'm paying it forward because someone yeah. invested that time into me. And I just want everybody to know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not have all the answers. Yeah. Do the best that you can. And it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Right. And be clear about what you can and what God will need to take care of with, you know, in addition, right? Be clear about your part. This has been so helpful. So your story is incredible, but so many really good points. I just want to remind um, everybody, I guess, of, of some of those good points. If you are in leadership um, in the corporate world and you wonder if you need to make budget cuts in areas that, um, that Teresa's mentioned here, the EAP, um, the, the counseling, the short-term disability, these are things that have helped her sustain an 11-year career and, and given her a sense of loyalty and gratitude. Um, why would you hire somebody you don't know whether they're going to stick around or do a good job and spend thousands of dollars on background checks and training and retention and your customers mad when you could keep someone who makes your customers happy just by being flexible. So it, I just want to make a, a big point there. I think I'm grateful that um, businesses have recognized the need for these things. And I hope that we continue to recognize and, and even grow more flexible during times like this so that people don't have to suffer without paychecks uh, just because they need to take care of their dad, right? You know, that week before disability or whatever, good grief, let people take care of themselves. Um, <laughs> but also you've made so many good points about, about the way God sustains us. You know, for centuries he tried like leading people in a cloud, leading people in a pillar of fire and, and people kept going, oh, you know, maybe God's not real or maybe he doesn't understand us, right? I mean, they think they could see he was real, but maybe he doesn't understand us. And so Jesus came to show us, yeah, totally gets the human experience. And you and I are able to survive so much because we can lean into Jesus knowing that he understands and that he promised to give us um, the power. He said, you're going to do even greater things than I've done. And we have that. We have that right now. If you don't have that and you want to uh, pray with someone, then please reach out. I'm right here at One Moment Wiser. And um, you can also go to onemomentwiser.com or just send me an email, info at onemomentwiser.com. And I would love to pray for you. Um, Teresa wanted to share 
the national, what was it? National National Alliance on Mental Illness or NAMI, N-A-M-I dot org. Mm -hmm. um, I'm specifically a member of NAMI dot, I think it's dash S-A-T or San Antonio. I'll, I'll make sure to add the link in, in the bottom. Yeah. Um, national Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, on a national level, they have the 988 number. If any, if you or anybody you know is thinking or contemplating suicide or has is in a crisis, a mental yes. health crisis, could be anything. Um, it's just if you feel that maybe the world is better off without you, it's not true. God needs no. you for purpose and there's a reason that you're here, a reason you're still here. So um, feel free to reach out to me directly, call 988 or reach out to Christy reach out to your local church. Um, and if, if the first person you reach out to doesn't work, please keep trying because we right. are here. We are here to support you. Um, again, recognizing all state and all the support, the, we have an employee resource group, impact group called ABLE, Abilities Beyond Limitations and Expectations, that I thought I was already an advocate. They have shed so much light in so many aspects that people and individuals with disabilities so if you're a caregiver of, you know, a child, a family member, a friend, whatever, whomever, if it's yourself, you know, know that you are not alone. Yeah, get in community. And and just as we can see through Teresa's story, um, sometimes you do have to talk to several people. Sometimes you do have to advocate, but you know what? It's worth it. If you're still breathing, there's a reason for that. Keep doing it. And um, we'll put the resources in the chat. God bless you today. Thank you so much, Teresa. You have just been so neat to talk to and I look forward to doing it again. My pleasure. Bye. Okay. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and join me for two-minute daily devotionals Monday through Friday at onemomentwiser.com. That's the digit one, momentwiser.com or on social media at One Moment Wiser. If you have a story you'd like to share, I would love to hear it. Just use the contact page at onemomentwiser.com. God bless you. Thank you.